I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello everybody and welcome to Is It Just Me? It's the podcast where I, Joe Elvin, and me, James Williams, invite a celebrity guest to debate with us the funniest, weirdest dilemmas swirling around our heads and frying our tiny bird-like brains. <laughs> Speak right for yourself. Now. Yeah, well, no, come on. Come on, own it with yeah, me. Yeah, guilty, guilty. Now, this week's guest, James Williams, is slaying it all over the place right now. She's a style star, a heavyweight Instagram influencer. She's a fashion digital strategist, a personal stylist, a writer a blogger a mum she's in the olden days she'd be called a bona fide slashy she really you know is I mean? yeah. there's so many slashes in that job t- job yeah, description really slashes. <laughs> but she's also uh, I'm re- really really looking forward to talking to her about this she's also the founder of She Unleashed which is the confidence building workshops for women Freddie Harrell is here and she is ready to school with Is It Just Me <laughs> hello hi Freddie hi Freddie hello. thank you for having me I'm thank the slasher I am, do you know what I love about having a podcast I can just contact all the people I'm obsessed with mm. and have an excuse to contact them. Yeah. And Freddie is somebody who I look at Freddie's Instagram and I look at what she wears all the time. And it's in my mind's eye what I'm always trying to achieve. Yeah. But I never quite do. I can and honestly tell is. you, Freddie, you know, this isn't, she, this isn't put on for you. She genuinely clearly is fangirling over your style because we do a lot of these. I've never seen her quite literally <laughs> demand the fashion credits off the back of the person we're talking to right here, Perfect. right now. Plus, she's not British, so I know that it's not sugar-coated. <laughs> you, you know, it's Australians, they're very honest people. Exactly, oh. so it means even more to me. Thank we are, you. We are a blunt people. <laughs> I'm French, yes. darling. We're going to get it all. Oh this gosh. is going to be interesting. We're Bye. Are, you, um, are you Parisian French? Yes, I am. The Parisian bluntest. <laughs> See, I love the, the bluntest people on earth. I think you're you're very straight up. You know, because I know because a lot of people say they're very rude. I think Parisians, uh, you know, you know where you stand, and I like that. It's rude, rudeness with art. <laughs> I think the Parisians, we are rude, but we have a way to do it. It's which cool. Is quite, yeah. um, crafted. I love yes. Paris, but Paris will always be the city where I ordered a cup of tea and I quite fancy hotel and it came without milk and I said oh hello could I please have some milk and the waiter went no <laughs> and that's Paris <laughs> that's Paris for you there's definitely Paris, Paris to a cup of tea yeah. Yeah. yeah I think he possibly meant we haven't got any but yeah. I just got no no <laughs> simpler straightforward yeah. you know where you stand there you go there's, that's not a bad thing <laughs> Freddie Harrell how's it going I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm okay. Well, with all that slashing, you must be exhausted. Yeah. I mean, No, but some slashes are not accurate <laughs> anymore. Like, some are not. So how would you first and foremost and describe yourself then, Freddie? Um, so I do a lot of... Uh, so see, I have Instagram. You know, nowadays, the new, I don't know how to call myself anymore. There's so many words out there. Uh, I'm not keen on influencer because I think that everyone influences anything at some point. But Instagrammer doesn't sound that smart. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, Instagram... You, 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 yeah. you say that. I mean, I've... I've been plugging away at this Instagram bizzo for a few years now and I've still got a like a really kind of small amount of followers it's really hard to it's grow hard. Instagram followers and you've got like you know nearly 150,000 on there how have you done it what do you think has made you a magnet for so yeah like it's, it's, it's very difficult to say uh 
not too sure. I think it's a mix of different things. I think obviously like style, you know, Instagram is very visual. So uh, if you're all about the outfits, like, you're going to get your content shared even more. And I think my hair has a lot, <laughs> had actually at the beginning at least, had a lot to do with it. Like, if you, if you don't know what shared. Freddie's talking about, uh, log on Big to Freddie Harrell. She's got an amazing, amazing. afro. It's <laughs> absolutely you. amazing. Yeah. But also I would say as well, I think the difference in, because um, I think now it's a bit sad because I think a lot of people now go into Instagram with the pound signs in their eyes. They yes. actually go into it wanting yeah. to make money out of it. Yeah, totally, and I, totally that's and me. <laughs> yeah, and me. It's not really uh, working the, out. But, but I yeah. think the difference is I think the ones that really make it successful are the ones who genuinely, it was an organic thing. They didn't go into it. Do you not, do you not agree? I don't know. I know that a lot of people say that. And I think that when we talk like that, it almost makes us sound pompous. You know, we were like the one who did it for the heart <laughs> and not for the money. When I think, you know, I have examples, like I, I know someone, but I don't know if I should say her name because I'm not sure. But I think she started her Instagram as a way to make money. She used to work for a magazine. Mm -hmm. and But really, like, she had a you know, strong intent and she did, does it so well. Like, her content is amazing. She lives, uh, she lives of it. But from the beginning, she had been honest about it. Like, this is what I want to do. But she comes from media. So it's the same, really. Mm -hmm. I think if you worked in a magazine... I bet I know who that like is. Like, developing... And I think it's great. So I don't know. But I think you need to have definitely, like, a plan. Uh, you need to have consistency. So it depends on what you were doing before but I think you guys like your experience is like you can yeah. definitely convert it to Instagram and make uh, a success with it well with you, you learned. know I'll try well I, yeah I think there's definitely been a shift in the way Instagram is viewed now because there's a lot more honesty and I, think, I also I think there's a lot less of people pretending that it's yeah. not you know things they can actually they basically they do for a business purpose and, and for an exchange of cash do you know what I mean it's, yeah. now with everyone's being a lot more honest about when it's paid for content well, we have to you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I don't understand you know, the palpable anger of some people if one of their favourite Instagrammers has um, done an ad, hashtag ad, mm. and, oh, you know, I came here for authentic content. I, How do you think... Why? Where's the shame in in making mm. that? It, know, it's just yeah. the new way. It's it. You know, it has largely replaced what's going on in mm. in traditional media. And mm. traditional media always kept the lights on with advertising. Why wouldn't Instagrammers? But, but, yeah. So I think that people. I think that's what people don't see, and that I always remind them. For example, when you buy a magazine, you don't mind the uh, like the, the adverts, but that's part of the. But you know, but you get your content, but you need the adverts. It's yep. the same. Mm. And actually, what we have on Instagram, you know, our audiences are even much more um how do you say there for example you put a billboard on the street and that's for like a shaving cream you don't know you can't control how many men or how many women walk past but without instagram like brands can have a better targeted yep. campaign because they have more insights and me as a woman you know i would have much more women uh following me than the old street roundabout for example yeah. and so that's when you that's how I explain to people. So if I come with all of this uh, readership and all of those insights on the people who follow me, surely it makes sense to... But you know, like to monetize yeah. the content that I would have put yeah. out there anyway. Yeah. I think that's the point, isn't it? I think, yeah. you know, the, the good ones are the ones that will only work yeah. with brands they genuinely like. Yes. It's the ones that sell out for anything. You know, I think they're the yeah. ones that are questionable. But, you know, but we, I mean, Joe and I, obviously, as ex magazine people, we would always get readers complaining about the number of ads in the magazine. And we were like, we could do the few more, quite frankly, yeah. because people, what people don't understand <laughs> yeah, is that that's what makes that's, the magazine, yeah. you know? Like on TV, you watch yeah. your yeah. series, you do You TV, don't whinge about yeah. there being a, a Tetley's tea commercial in the middle of Coronation. Exactly. Street, you know, it's just the way it works. I know. But it's amazing how people they seem to think that the, you know, you, the the magazine does not survive off what you pay for it on the shelf. Sadly, that's not. It doesn't no. even go near the costs of making a magazine. Of course not. It's and two it does. Pounds. And you know, you you are putting in a lot of legwork. You know, yeah, it might be a, a few posts a day, but what goes into those people don't realize. And you know, you mm -hmm. need to make a money. You know, it's, it's a job, isn't it? Like yeah, everything else. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, it's a job. You make a living, and uh, yeah, I, I just I'm just tired of explaining. Some people explain <laughs> like really well. No, 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 not to you, but I'm saying in general to justify that. But obviously, I'm not saying that I. Deserve Deserve every single pain, you know. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that. Oh, we've put in the work, so everything that we have is completely deserved. There's definitely like like an element of privilege and luck, but mm. as you have with lots of different jobs that people um, manage to get. Uh, 
access to. But that's really where it stops. I don't think, I think that it's a media and we should be paid. But I can tell yep. you what I find weird though, is people who say when something is not sponsored, this is what I don't understand. They're like, oh, I love this bag, by the way, not sponsored. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so does that mean that when it is sponsored? But do you think you they're hinting really... they want to be sponsored? Well, <laughs> tell no, me this, right? I don't really understand that. Well, I don't know. My strategy, I thought, was to was to start saying something was paid for when it wasn't, just to make other people think, oh, maybe we should start paying her to say, do you think that, that would work? That's a good thing. It's really sneaky, right? It's a bit That's, like a yeah. planting the seed, yeah, making them think yeah. it. But it's the thing, actually, like already, but not about being paid, but apparently lots of people say, thanks, blah, 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 for the coat, or thanks, and actually, like, they went and bought it. Oh really? Yeah, like yeah, I read yeah, about it. Yeah, because it's embarrassing yeah. that you didn't get the freebie when all your other Instagram pals did. Oh, <laughs> That's another level oh, of minefield. But tell me, Freddie, because I know that uh, you had a career in banking. Yes. So I think a, a lot of our <laughs> listeners will be hugely interested in how you transition in that way into doing something you're more passionate about. So initially transitioning from uh, uh, banking to, because I did banking, but then I worked in digital marketing. So this is where I worked the most. But the transition, I went back to school. At the time I was still living in, uh, I I was still living in Paris and in France, you know, it's not like in England where you can just adjust your career on the go. In France, your diploma has to match your job title. So I went back to school and then that's how I got into digital marketing. And then I moved to London, I was already in marketing um but then i started the blog on the side but really like as a way to as a way to cope with life (laughs) (laughs) so so, so to unleash the real you in an outlet yeah therapy yeah yeah no no honestly like it it is like it's definitely that i said that with a big smile but the story behind the blog is not good like i mean it's good but it's just not i'm someone who's definitely struggled with insecurities for so many years i've always thought that there was more than one person in my head but i always thought it was a bad thing you know like you're crazy you don't make sense uh you you keep on disagreeing with each other how can we do and this the summer when I started the blog I also started a, a, a therapy and I went there and I was like listen there's a lot of uh, me in my head you need to help us out it was I was at my lowest so the blog was kind of a way to I didn't like my job I worked in fashion but in digital marketing so I felt you know it was just excel spreadsheets and right. uh, you know conversion rate impression rate and all of those things and I, I wanted to be with the clothes so the blog was a way to as a way First, to have a sort of outlet on the weekend, something like a hobby to keep myself sane and be in fashion. And also a way to kind of explore who I am and look for the positive in it. Because this whole time I had a negative aspect of myself and it was more, let me give myself the benefit of of the doubt and we're going to get to know each other and we might love each other. So that was what the blog was for. And also I thought it could help me to change career. At the time I thought I wanted to be a stylist, but I didn't know... What stylist? I was like, I want to be a stylist, but I didn't know what sort. But I thought the blog would be the portfolio. Yep. And no, so then the blog initially was just on the side, and then but I was working then at Topshop and ASOS, but not in anything like that. And then ASOS, I worked for them again because they created these ASOS stylist uh, positions. At the time, we were basically like full time bloggers for ASOS. It was amazing. It was like like you would you would. There was no job like this before. So yeah, they were really blazing that trail. Yeah, no, yeah. it was very. Yeah. So it was very. Um, this taught me a lot because we were. It was a job, so you know, you but you had but you had to be really strict with whatever you were doing. But everything was worked for you to have a strong strategy on social media across different platforms, and uh, that was good for the discipline that I learned and, and what, the content what, so planning. When was this? What year, roughly? ASUS, it was in 2014 until the beginning of 2015. Because that was the real Instagram so tipping was, point, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah and I think, yeah. so you were, I mean, you're obviously very good at what you do, but you were also, you, you happened to hit on it at the right time. And ahead of the curve as well. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but you say that, but at the time when I joined, I felt really silly to to have a blog. I just I just thought everyone had already done it. When I went on Instagram, I felt like everyone had so many followers. Like, I, I felt silly to be there. So, you know, I don't know. But you hear that a lot. Lots of people who say, oh, I started too late. But, and then it gets bigger. So I don't know. Mm. I think that's really inspiring that somebody like you and, you know, look at your digital footprint now and your audience, you felt silly. And so I just think that if, if you're passionate about something, you persevere with it. 
Yeah. You're never it, too late. Yeah, totally. no, At the time, there was like, you know, I thought about Susie Bubble, who is like yeah. a, a real writer and a very, you know, she has a strong fashion authority and she had been doing that for so long. So someone like her, I was like, I'm so silly to start now when these girls have been doing it for so many years. But there, there's room for so many different kinds yeah. of voices. And so many, I mean, Susie's got such um, an aesthetic that's all her own, mm. as have you. And I love them both but I think that there's no point just having Susie or just having you you know Dorita and that's what I kind of love about the digital space is that it's not like a magazine where I only had 200 pages a month and so there was a limit on what I could do it feels in some ways it's good in some ways it's bad but it feels limitless Mm. what you can do online absolutely I like that this is exactly how I feel you know at the beginning, I didn't realize what you just said that you know there's yeah. room for everyone and because we're so unique. But it's really through Instagram that uh, you know that you can also see how unique you are yourself because uh, yeah. you know like you have your own way to express yourself through that medium, and everyone has their own way. I think it's a really good way to show singularity and to really comfort yourself in mm. who you are or not. Some people. It has the contrary effect. It makes them feel bad about themselves, but I think it also has something extremely validating. I still think, though, Instagram is pretty much the happy place. Do you know, I think mm. Twitter's for the angry people. I still think that. You know, Twitter's <laughs> full of lots of angry, shouty I people. Yeah, Whereas, I can't do Twitter. Gen- generally speaking, I think Instagram is a lot, it's more of a, com- I hate to be it's a bit naff, but community. I feel there's a bit more, a lot more love going around Instagram than there is Twitter, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Well, I would say for me, definitely, but you know, I'm 30, I'm not 15. I don't know if, at 15 years old Instagram is a nice world Maybe, I'm not yeah. sure I but... think it's, it's the weirdest longest ongoing social experiment isn't it like you know just giving this stuff that we don't understand as fully formed adults and giving it to kids mm. it's really as a mother of a teenager it's it's quite frightening it's so scary I'm so happy I didn't grow up with social media yeah same mm. you know like I, I, I opened my Facebook account I, I was 20 you know, it was already like behind the high school years and all of that. But even at the time, it was overwhelming to have to compete with the people in the playground. And then all of a sudden now it's the whole world of competition. I mean, mm. it's funny, though, <laughs> because there's also, again, that word community. But then there's also so much space out there for young people to feel reassured by things on Instagram. You know, they're not the only ones going through a hard time. They're not the only ones yeah, feeling yeah. depressed. So it's kind of, I don't know, you've got to take the rough with the smooth, I think. Definitely. And I think but on Instagram, I don't only follow people who are mostly like people who don't make me feel bad about myself yeah. or and people who are very honest. Like no one is having a perfect life. No. And I, I don't like to follow other people who uh, don't. There's some that I do because, you know, we're in the same industry, you sort of have to. <laughs> but then I'm like, you're annoying me. <laughs> Stop lying. But your life then, looks pretty awesome on Instagram. Do you think? With your adorable baby. Well, and, yeah, you know, like, he's really yeah. cute. But, but but to be fair, like, I'm quite also uh, uh, open about uh, the things that I struggle with. or I like, not that I like, but for me, it's necessary to be able to be vulnerable. Because otherwise, I don't know how you find ways to be confident yeah. if you can't be vulnerable. But I'm pretty much open about the hardships that I go through. Or the, yeah. No, I think um, I try not to make everything look perfect. Even, for example, at Christmas, there was a photo of my husband and my son, and I know we look really cute, and I even said in the caption, and I was like, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. Know, that was great. You know, it's, like, it's not what it is. And also, you know, Christmas was actually a hard time. Christmas is hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, it's important to kind of um, say the truth because a photo could be could look amazing, but I think we need to be more honest otherwise. You know. yeah. But now, speaking of that, tell me, um, was that the impetus for the workshops? the your confidence workshops yes. tell us all about that yes yeah, so she unleashed so basically so like I told you I've always felt like we've made up several people especially me and doing this therapy that really helped me to pinpoint the, these different Freddy's talking about them as this Freddy and this Freddy it made me really curious about all of them and now and then after that I felt like so cool we are this collective of women and the way that I would channel them or call them out really helped me build the career that I have or the personal life and everything so all of those hacks and tips that I've developed along the way to really help me I'm really into self-development and personal growth I just put them together in a workshop and then uh, just do that for women but I always start with my story how I started feeling 
you know, for so many years, I was not just insecure. I was proper suicidal for a while. And it's really to show, look, you know, I have all of those uh, things that helped me through. And it's just it's just a fun uh, workshop, just a fun outing. But people really relate with uh, each other experience because we all go through the same thing, actually, yeah. like insecurities and everything. And then we plot on mantras to help us uh, take through the day i live with mantras <laughs> and uh, yeah we just yeah it's just it's so fun it's so fun that we're gonna have amazing. way more this year and what's your favorite mantra at the moment oh my favorite mantra at the moment so uh, my mantra for the year but for the beginning of the year but it hasn't kicked in yet but like the idea is um to really uh my mantra is what's beyond fear so that's seek what's beyond fear and also uh, like the world is all love I think you know we can easily think that uh, some people are haters some people are coming for you some people want and it's such a bad mindset to really think like that but if you really think most people are well intentioned the world is a beautiful place the thing that you want can happen I know it sounds woohoo but if you think like that life is just much better yeah, than thinking the alternative yeah. Yeah. and the idea of seeking what's beyond fear is also Sorry, uh, quickly. So my dad died two months ago out of the blue, and which was the biggest I'm fear so of sorry. my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And then so like now I feel like really this year is all about, you know, like like my life now is what's beyond fear, you know, like what I've never imagined before. And then after fear, I'm still standing, I'm still alive. Because so what the do worst, we do the with worst that? thing happened. happened yeah. Has happened. Yeah. yeah. So now where I am now, I yeah. mean, like I mean, I'm beyond fear and what do I do with it? Where do I yeah. go from there? That's my attitude for the year. Mm-hmm. And also to keep it positive, like that there's no, there's no devil. Like the, the, like the world is not an evil place. I think those two work together. It's not really a mantra I worked on yet, <laughs> but that's my mantra idea for the yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Do you want to hear my more very Aussie mantra? Tell me. Is um, someone out there right now thinks you're a shit and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I find that really freeing. I mean, it's not as romantic and beautiful as yours, no. but it sustains me. Yes. Well, it's quite freeing in the sense that, yeah, you know, it is. Like, nothing do you want me to come and talk at your workshops? About it. I know. Yeah. Well, I... My approach was there's no evil in the world, remember? Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. So <laughs> I'm presenting a different perspective. Exactly. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So I was thinking about this one, Freddie, this this subject that we want to talk about from reading your blog. And you've, you've touched on it yourself where you said, you know, you sort of like felt your head sort of swirling with all these different personalities. So I, I guess it isn't just me, but is it who... I sometimes think I present different personalities depending on who I'm speaking to. Is that weird? Is that just me? No. What do you guys think? <laughs> it's a funny one, isn't it? Cause I, I, part of me thinks uh, it depends how well you know people. Yeah, isn't and, I, it? Or, and I'm not trying to say that I'm being two-faced or anything, but I just no. I am different with different people. Well, I think it's, it's about 
um, like I said, it's about how familiar you are with the person you're with. Mm. And I think that's down. Isn't it all basically about we're held back by social constructs? Yes. Because, you know, you're so, basically taught that if you don't know somebody that well, you shouldn't divulge too much information. You shouldn't overshare. You shouldn't make that person feel uncomfortable by saying something too personal. Yeah. So there's all these boundaries, aren't there? God, that, that's a list of things I, <laughs> I, break, <laughs> I break all of those rules <laughs> frequently on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, well, absolutely on this podcast. Yeah. I've been in England for almost seven years, so like I've learned, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've learned to be more more polite. But I think we are socially expected to manage other people's uh, feelings. You know, like mm. we always try to tune. How do you say to tune into them? When yeah, yeah. Oh, to and them. you censor yourself basically, yeah. but but depending on who you're with, I think, and I think that's where I'm a different person. Although, to be honest, I would argue my problem is I probably should be slightly different with different people. I think I'm the opposite. I tend to be a bit too open with everybody in any you know but is that a bad thing because I'm trying to picture it uh, but at least you show consistency like everyone <laughs> yeah, is yeah, well, that's, I don't know if that's a bad thing I think it's a good thing but I definitely I'm like you Joe but I think as women we tend to we know we're more like that that we're, we're going to think about other people's feelings and we're going to adjust and we're it, going to worry about being judged it's normal right isn't it if I'm talking to my boss to be slightly different than if I'm talking to husband, my, yeah. my husband or my girlfriend of 20 years when we're having a drink in the pub or and then the big one is and I really I don't know if I don't think I'm saying anything too out of school but like sitting front row at the fashion shows it genuinely depends who I'm sitting next to yeah is how I behave some of my friends on there will have a giggle with and sort of like take it all ironically there are other people who are so too cool for school that you end up sort of like <laughs> sitting up a bit straighter and trying to pretend that you're as cool and I don't know I don't think we maybe it's maybe it's more a woman thing I don't know mm. maybe we just don't ever lose that high school mentality well, it, totally yeah. Of, no, yeah it's so true like we were speaking about about it with Sifo uh, who works with me on the tube we were just saying you know like how also our mothers have really trained us to be the good friend the good daughter-in-law yes. the good you know like don't disappoint anyone don't bring shame so I think there's also that that's, that stayed with us you know we're always as women being told that you know, we have to show good impression. Yeah. And I think it's just inside of us. But I think I think you touched on it as well there, Joe. I think what tends to happen a lot in this topic, I think, is you do a lot a lot of my friends very much have a professional personality and then they have their personal their I'd argue their real train, train wreck personality. Their real personality, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I think maybe it depends on the job you do, but you know, you are depending on your vocation, I think you are expected to be more professional. I would argue yes. we work in a world maybe more media where you can actually, I think those things, in, in, so in the same way your clothing, you know, our workday wardrobes and our weekend wardrobes are probably very similar. My weekday personality, my weekend personality are very similar. But I have friends who are far more corporate who basically have very much split personalities. But I think the other thing's interesting, going back to what you said about women, I think what we should talk about here is it's about emotion at work. You know, and it's been a big thing, wasn't it, a few years ago after, you know, what was it, the, 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 one of those, like the hills or something. If you want to cry, you have to go outside. And the idea of being a woman at work and showing emotion at work is seen as a very very unprofessional Weesh. thing and I'm wondering if we're at a point now with everything that's happening in the world if that's going to change because you know why, why do you have to be a robot at work you know Mm-mm. and in many well but on occasion it's like when pub Joe accidentally goes to the meeting at work mm. and says a swear word in front of her boss thing who let pub Joe <laughs> into, the, into the boardroom this is terrible and it's like but I don't know man you can't help being your real but I would self. also yeah, argue though person that person swears as well like just because he's someone's boss doesn't mean he doesn't swear yeah. no, but I you swear too much like... I do swear I, too she's much Australian it's another part of being Australian <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Okay. But but then I mean without saying as a man I would say you know I don't think a man would be called emotional if he swore in a, in a meeting do you know what I mean no. I, I do think there's a you have to be very honest about that I think you know there's this idea that a passionate woman can also be seen as slightly unhinged yeah whereas a passionate man is just a passionate man you know you know and I just think that's a slightly interesting I'm hoping that that's going to change and as much as we do talk about it it never does seem to change well, no. No. <laughs> but you know but I think on top of yeah. that but on top of that if we like there's also to bear in mind what people bring uh, out of us does that make sense and also I think you know it's going to sort of be silly but it's also on how you know at a soul level we connect with different people like it's going to bring 
other aspects of ourselves forward and others backward. So that's also how we come across differently uh, with different person. It's also where our souls click together and what they bring, right? Yeah. I think there's definitely that that is taken into account. And that's when you also need to notice, like if there's some people, like the way you behave uh, with them, like you don't like that person that you turn into. It's also that you know, like you're not co- you're not connecting right. Yeah. This person is not someone you can, you know like get along with like they're not for you like you don't have the same bandwidth and that's not going to work mm. yeah it's but interesting I, but I guess also where, where do we stand on is is there a right or a wrong in this or should we basically all be allowed to be ourselves the whole time or is it perfectly fine to be several different types of people you know depending on where you're with but I think like you said it depends on it depends on where you work as well you yeah. know like we're from really free world so we can be a bit biased in that, but I don't think that in every industry you can just no. go and. Because the truth is, if you if you ask your waiter yeah. how's your day and he says actually I'm having a really yeah. shitty day and I don't want to be here, like oh, exactly. you wouldn't really appreciate that from your waiter, yeah, would you? Corporate you know, worlds, like, <clears throat> you can try on mental outfits, right? Yeah, you know, it's like that's what it is, and I don't mean mental outfits, no. although they're all right as well. <laughs> Clothes know. my husband hates. Yeah. Hashtag. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's Listen. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, in a way I wish I could, but I, I feel like I'm, I'm not disciplined enough to have different personalities. But, but that's so good. Like, you're free. You're <laughs> so free. Whereas I'm a two-faced... <laughs> we are tamed. Mentally anguished no, wreck. you're way more interesting. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I'm really old, like, oh, really predictable, boring old me. I think that James, being my pod husband, and we worked together for many years, I think you have got... You get the essence of the real me. I don't, I, there's, there's not much filtering that poor James goes on. Filters yeah, overrated. Takes, yeah. yeah, but that's not more so like... Yeah, like, it takes maybe, like, a week to have seen all of the draw on rotation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah. Keep, yeah. Com- keep coming yeah. in, Fred. Yeah. You'll get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. on our deadline. Yeah. Oh, deadline week. Yeah, we got that one. Yeah, I've yeah. seen her before. Yeah, oh. just avoid that one. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just me who feels compelled that I can't basically say to a taxi driver or my Uber driver, please don't talk to me? Is that just really, really rude? But, you know... I, I, see, I've got lots of friends who talk about this because I feel the world is currently divided into people that always seem to get stuck with a person that talks <laughs> to them all the time. I know. Whereas I think I'm just very good at giving off a very clear physical signals as in I don't actually have to say don't talk to me but clearly I've developed some kind of aura that you don't even try. <laughs> I'm also a big believer in if you get your phone out and stare at it and don't look up they won't try to engage with you. No, some do, that some do, some really? don't care. Oh yeah, some don't care. Yeah, no, some don't care. Like I have my earphones in when some people still... are like, speaking. I'm like, sorry, I'm not listening. Now, before we all sound like complete and contemptible yeah. assholes, disclaimer. It's, first. I, I mean, it's you know what it's like, and it's sometimes I'm I am quite in the mood for a pleasant chat, but what I don't like is when I've been working all day. This may well be my little half an hour between going from one thing to another, where I get to decompress, close my eyes a mm. bit, and if the chat is pleasant and interesting, that's one thing. But if the chat is about the route and the traffic and all of those things, I don't want to talk about it. And if I don't want to talk about it, I won't ever say, oh, do you mind? I've got a headache or I'm just going to close my eyes. I, I, I can't seem to find a, a, a nice way to shut it down. So I, so I just... Put up with it. <laughs> but I would yeah. be intrigued to know if that's a very British thing. Like in Paris, I bet you, I bet you the Parisians tell their Uber drivers to shut up, right? Or say, I'm not here, I'm not here to talk. I'm here to. to you but know. that's the thing. I'm lost. I've been here for too long. I don't know how it works in Paris anymore. I don't know how it works here. I feel like so. I am like you, Joe. I find it hard to say I don't want to speak also because I'm completely aware of the fact that I am French I sound blunt like even if I don't mean to I can be harsh but it happened to me like maybe twice where I've asked nicely because I was really feeling like really because I get sometimes um, motion sickness Mm, so sometimes I'm just like no I need to look through the window have my music on and not speak Uh, they they have days where but otherwise no I just sit in the conversation but I try to just reply briefly yeah I, be, I believe see in that. If they lose engagement, work. some people, no, no, no. Like I had a driver on Saturday. He was very lovely, but my God, he didn't take the clue. But, he didn't care. But, but I guess you have to think stop. as well. In a way, it must be quite boring if you if if everybody didn't talk to them. It That's must what be, I think. It's a long, long day That's to, what I to think. not engage. I guess maybe we have to look at it from that side. Oh, of... but I really love the ones who who are clearly as uninterested in me <laughs> as I just think. Oh, you well, are going to get five stars. What? You don't want to talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. I love. I have a friend who will, black cab drivers, Uber drivers, Addison Lee, she will get in and say, 
I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't. I, I'd really like just prefer to sit here in silence. Thank you. Wow. I can't do it. No, I, no, I wouldn't do be it. able to do that. I admire her, but I can. It. I no. can do that. Yeah. No. no. Oh, what I do is my husband. Like my husband loves to chat. <laughs> so you know, like going back from the parties, like one a.m. or eleven, and you're in the Uber and they like are that. chatting. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, I lie down on him, I fall asleep, and he does the chat, and yeah. then he, he like he loves it. But no, like I think we should be. It's like for example. Where do you stand on you're going to work and between the tube and the office, you, you know, like it's 7.30, you have your earphones, you know, like I know that back in the days that used to be my zone, like my last moment. So if I was to walk past a colleague, I would just look down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I need these last five minutes. We, we actually it's had the that. same, no? At Glamour magazine, we actually did have that conversation because there was a few of us who were on the same tube route and it was agreed and I used to say to them listen I'm not going to talk to you I kind of figure you don't want to see the boss before you get to work <laughs> and they and they were kind of grateful and I was because I agree you're going to be seeing that person yeah. for hours and like hours a gentlewoman's that agreement that, that you, know, you wave that, yeah. and then go and sit somewhere differently on the tube carriage yeah. but it wasn't yeah. like a rude yeah, but like, no, it's not even about the person it's, it's about like you're in you know, you're in these conditions, you're on your way to work, you know, you're conditioning yourself. And how many you're moments... You're not ready to talk to someone until you've arrived. So it's the same in an Uber totally. taxi. Yep. You know, like if you're on your way to somewhere, you're, you, you might be in that condition conditioning phase or it's the same as going to work, I think. But I definitely think we we, we as Brits anyway, I mean, I'll say this as the, probably the, 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 the true Brit in the room, I think British people are <laughs> terribly bad at actually saying what they really feel. And, yeah. so, yeah. the, so and I, expressing I, what they yeah, want. Yeah, so this isn't Agreed. just about taxi drivers yeah. and Uber. This is the... These are people who will sit there and bitch and moan about how terrible a meal is. But I can guarantee you at the end of that meal, when the waiter comes up and goes, how was it? Oh, it's lovely. Thank oh, you lovely. so much. lovely. I know. This what is, is that? This is why like Joe and I, foreigners, are confused. Because yeah. we don't know what to tell you guys anymore. We're like, should well, I say I, I don't want to speak? Should I say I want to I don't know. It was years ago because my husband begged me not to. I stopped sending food back. And it's not. it wasn't like a routine thing, but it's like, oh, this isn't cooked the way I asked for it to be cooked and he'd be like oh god do you have to do you have to send it you know and so but that's why I actually I've stopped stopped doing it but I love having American (laughs) friends American friends come to stay and I love going out for dinner with them because it's literally like all my dreams have come true finally feedback honest feedback which British people struggle with honest feedback yeah Um, yeah. I'm so English now I'm like oh this this was awful how was it lovely yeah <laughs> yeah. so you. weird but having said that sometimes it's also because I worry about the waste because sometimes you're like okay it's not cooked as I want but it doesn't deserve to be chucked no. and I know they're not going to eat it in the kitchen so there's no, also gonna, that they're going to lick it and bring it back to you <laughs> <laughs> slightly more cooked yeah. 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 aggressive British yeah. people <laughs> oh wow well lucky I don't do that then there you go I didn't know that <laughs> and this is the other thing you can't be rude to the Uber driver because you know you've got to keep that rating up no. otherwise no other Uber drivers will pick you up yes have exactly you, have, do you play that game with your friends at dinner parties where you all check your Uber rating no my husband does I've never talking about my husband gets so upset it was like because I think he has 4.7 he, he doesn't good. get it no he, oh really he deserves a 5 according but to my, him mine it's is like when what's have yours? I done anything mine's in flux see this is my other argument because some of my friends are very high in themselves because they think they've got like a 4.8 or something but I would also argue these are people who very rarely take Ubers so the chances of, the, of them getting exactly. a bag whereas I use it probably a bit too much than I should um, and so you know the chances of me getting low balled by an Uber driver are higher um, but you can, you can tell yourself that, James. But no, mine's mine's four point four, which I, my husband laughs at. I think I'm what's 4. yours? Six. So what's mine? Oh, oh here I think you go. They made it easier. I think you can. What? Oh. I have four point sixty four. Okay, I think I'm around that. Yeah. So what's yours? Four point four. Oh but my I'm, god. I'm, I, I mean, I. So am, your husband's doing really well. I, I and, and I have never asked an Uber driver to shut up. I sit there no, and, and I too. and I, it, well, you know, I, so, I take the conversation. On the other side of it, I, to be honest, always give them all five. Me unless too. They've Even the done terrible something, ones. Yeah. Unless they ha- they turned up really late or they Same. were rude or did something bad. I give everyone five. Oh, I am a bit with your husband going, what have I done to not get a five I don't star? understand either. I always give five. And if I don't, if I don't think you deserve a five, I just don't rate. <laughs> no, and I, then, I always like, give and, it a five. Like, because I'm so scared of that Black Mirror scenario where oh. I'm phased out of, if you've seen that episode of Black, Black Mirror, Mirror, where, the, the, where the entire society is like, you Rating. know, this interaction, we rate 
each other afterwards. You don't, it, you'd basically give us a five star for this podcast, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. But that's the thing, like, when are you genuine then? Because if you're well, just... Well, so that, scary, I think that's the it. whole premise that, of that it, episode. Yeah, of it's scary because people <laughs> yeah. are. And, you, and yeah. once yeah. you drop below a certain rating, you can't even access certain buildings. You can't be, like, allowed <gasps> into certain restaurants. It's, it's like, coming. Yeah. It's Black terrifying. Mirror is so like I need to just yeah. But that's why watch all of the, that episode of Black Mirror haunted me into always giving Uber drivers five star ratings. <laughs> me too. Always. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the motto now. Five stars. <laughs> Never ask your Uber driver to shut up, even no. if you want to. And any Uber drivers <laughs> listening, give us five back, please. We've got to get our rating back up. Not after this. <laughs> I just want to say thank you to everybody who's got in touch with us via our email address, which is James. I can never remember it. It's, is it just so me terrible. podcast at gmail.com? Is it just Keep me? them coming. We love it. Yeah. Please. And so I just wanted to read this one. Cara, I absolutely love your email that you sent us. You saying you're an avid. Is it just me listener? Thank you so much for uh, you thanking us for creating an amazing podcast. Thank you for listening. It means we can keep creating it. And I love that people are starting to suggest their own topics for this. And Cara, um, wanted to talk to us about being 19 years old and is it just her who still has teenage spots? No. Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, no. I'm 41 and I still get teenage skin. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, sort of like when you get to my age, sort of like in late 40s and then it all comes back again. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. But it's, I would say I struggled till I was about 25 with proper skin problems. And it was, <laughs> and it was trial and error, Cara, and that's as depressing as that is, it was trying the pill it was trying different diets but i definitely definitely think um seeing doctors is the way forward yeah. i think also just finding what yeah. works you and sticking to it i think it, sadly in this world you can often be tempted to try lots of different things yeah and if it ain't broke don't fix it i think when it comes to skincare yeah. if your skincare routine is working for you do not be tempted to be you know, try anything because it can ultimately make things flare up and change can't it but, I mean, but you know what it is not just you no, and it is not. also it is almost always 99.999 percent of the time never um, as obvious to and you. upsetting yeah. to anybody else as it is to, to you. No you one looks at you the way you look at yourself. Exactly. No one has time. Yeah. No one wants. No yeah. one wants to. Like no one cares enough to yeah. look at you like that. You can guarantee that friend that always yeah. says to you, "Oh, have you seen my spot?" You're like, "Where?" Honestly, yeah. isn't it? And, you, and yeah. but no, you just see it. You look in the mirror and you mm-hmm. go donk straight at it, and no one but, else sees it. But the thing misleading around acne, and I think that like, we should do something about that. It's well, like, it's so true. Like we we're always told it's a teenager thing, mm. and then but and then we have to go through the realization that actually it's a life thing because yeah. yeah. you will still have it at some point. So I understand she's nineteen, and she's like, "When am I done with it?" Truth is, there's not just teenager acne. There's no. like no, twenties acne, thirties acne, forties. That's good it, news and bad news. I guess, that's the thing. Well, what what yes. I would say, Cara, is it has inspired us to I'd say very shortly do a beauty special. Yeah. Is it just me? And we'll get somebody who knows what they're talking about when it yeah. comes to acne. Yeah. We'll unlike unlike yeah. us. But yeah. all we can say, we, are, we stand with you in solidarity. Yeah, we know we what it's like. And, you know, but we have all of our good skin, skin days and bad skin days. And but. do keep your emails coming. I'm not going to frame this as, is it just me? Because I don't, <laughs> I don't think that about this. But I just found it, I found it very, very interesting that I'm coming across the phenomenon more and more of people... Um, getting married and not necessarily assuming that forever that it's a lifelong commitment and i'm not for that i don't know if i'm against it i think i kind of respect the honesty i was i was inspired by reading amanda de Cadenet, who's a firm favorite of mine as a writer photographer uh, she wrote about it in a book that she has out and it's it's she basically said i you know i love this man i love my husband am i going to love him in 20 years i don't know well, mm-hmm. paraphrasing, but that was kind of what she said. And I think that there's, I think there's something to admire in that realism, rather than making everybody feel like they've got to adhere to this fairy tale idea of, and they lived happily ever after. Yeah. Because maybe we live a long time now. No, we do. Yeah. Maybe well, it isn't going to be like that. But and, I think the thing is, you know, you, that's you've hit the nail on the head there. I think Joe. I think you know, middle age is not middle age anymore, and your no. life expectancy is not life expectancy anymore, and you know. At the end of the day, are we designed? You know, people are living now. Well, fingers crossed, touch wood. Um, you know, people are living longer, healthier lives. You know, and um, yeah, it's it's a long time to be with one person. You know, if you get married yeah. young, especially, so you know, very long. But um, how but, long have you been married, Freddie? 
two years oh in. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Still the honeymoon. Yeah. Honestly. No, but yeah. you know, I thought to my husband the other day, like, uh, t- like as a joke, and I said, you know, I want to give you my first 20 years as a, <laughs> of marriage. Because I said, but you know, like, then I, I'm, I'm not going to be always the same. You know, I'm just going to tune in, you know. It just evolved differently. Like when I'm 60, yeah. I'm gonna come back fabulous and fierce. <laughs> he won't be able to keep up. So I, you know, I, I so doubt <laughs> none of this. Yeah, none of it. Oh, no, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I said to him that as a joke, it's not true. I was like, oh, I'm thinking maybe three husbands, one for the first 20 years, and then 10 years here and there. My my poor husband. I mean, because we had a very low maintenance, low budget wedding, and I remember saying to him, yeah, I mean, for my next wedding, I'll definitely. <laughs> Do it a bit differently. Yeah, up the ante with the engagement yeah, ring, yeah. the wedding yeah. ring, the Eight, venue. 18, yes. 18 years this month. Yeah. 18 years. Oh. 18 years Can you this believe month. It? Wow. Happy anniversary. Thanks. But you see, I'm a bit, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit torn between head and heart when it comes to this one. Because obviously in my heart, I'm a hopeless romantic and I love the idea and the notion and the fairy tale of when you meet that one, you marry, you marry for life and the sanctity of it all. But at the same time, then my head says, yeah, it makes total sense, you know, but... But then what do you then say? Do you then say, well, people shouldn't get married? But it's like, well, why shouldn't they? No, you should get married because right now you feel feel like in 20 years you could still be with him. But it's true that it's silly to say, I know for sure that in 20 years I'm still going to be as nervous as I am now. Because you don't even know if in six months you're going to be. But that doesn't mean that it should stop you because you really have to, you know, like think 50 years ahead of everything. And at the same time, I'm not saying that people should just not think about it and get married. But you... I think there's a minimum that you should be able to see uh, that they meet together. If you think it's only going to be five years, maybe don't get married because I don't think you would have made the money back. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not expecting the money back, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like the, yeah well, but, you know, I'm waiting, still waiting for my cash handout. Yeah, exactly. There a long you time go. Coming. Yes. No, You're still I, paying for the engagement ring. And all of I, I think it's true. I think I have a friend who she used to say to me, but how, how did you know? How did you know? Uh, you know? And I said, but I, I don't know. Of course, I don't There's know. There's no a sure thing anymore. I'm afraid it comes to stuff like that. And, is there? And, but I like that. I think that people shouldn't paralyze themselves into inaction. I, I think that getting married is one of the most beautiful, optimistic shows mm. of, uh, you, you know, a love and, and positivity about your relationship. Yeah. I'm, I really believe in yeah. marriage. I think like any big life decision, it requires thought. But at the same time, you have to be very careful. You can't overthink these things because there comes to a point whether it's a job offer or you're buying a flat or you're moving countries or you're getting married. If you overthink it, you'll talk yourself out of doing it. Yeah, and you don't know? do anything. So like everything, I think you just have to find that happy balance mm. of, yeah, giving it considered thought, but yeah. not basically wanting cast iron because there's no such thing if only the world was full of cast iron guarantees it's not you know, there's always mm. an element of risk and like everything else you just got to sometimes go with your heart and just think yeah, exactly. this feels right but I mean you know, you know the, the, the expression is that people always say oh, fools rush in and I don't think there's a right or wrong I've known friends of mine that have moved in or got married very quickly and they're still together 20 years later and yeah. on the flip side I've had friends who've been together for 10 years got married and were divorced two years later yeah, yeah. You know? my, my husband and I were together about Eight weeks before we moved in together. Yeah. And that was like 24 years ago. And yeah, at the time, I remember thinking, God, this is probably, I know that some of our friends think this is a bit mad. Yeah. But it just felt Felt right. right. And I guess, you know, I thought, oh, well, maybe it'll all go tits up in six months. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, Yeah, I'm moving quickly with my husband as well, like straight away. But you know, like, I want to, on another hand, another perspective, I want to believe that it's okay. To marry someone without uh, knowing, because when you look at, when you hear about the divorces, and you know it's quite daunting sometimes. And you're like, okay, so am I, you know, because you're just like, surely they were in the position where I was at some point where I felt well, this is it forever. Yeah, that's what's and, quite rattling yeah. about when you hear, especially so, close friends. So the <laughs> yeah. idea that some people go into it without feeling it might last forever, it makes it easier to witness a lot of divorces because you don't think, oh my god, like this is someone's illusions being shattered and that's happening everywhere around me. If actually some people started off thinking, well, you know, I know it's not going, going to be forever. You see yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. I think it's less daunting. But I certainly yeah. think, though, I mean, maybe this is just me, but I did think, you know, I think once you've crossed that that, that 
sort of barrier of marriage. You know, I think it, it, I would argue once you're married, surely it does then make you work harder at that relationship. Yeah. Don't you think? I think so. Before Absolutely. you become married, you're probably more likely to throw the towel in. You know, well, I do think. You remember but but once you've made that leap, you are pop- you're both, I think, committed to working harder to making so it work. True. I've recently, because, you know, I'm new, I've recently learned that when you realize you can't say, do you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, yeah. I'm done, bye. Like, oh, hold on. Oh, I, I can't yeah. do that anymore. Oh, this is and serious. Then, yeah. Yeah. Now That's I'm like, why. oh, this is what it means. Okay. And I think that's it. That is important. I think you, you you should never lose sight of that. I think, you know, yeah. I think you can't, because that, that, that's when I think marriage then does become, you know, pointless. Because, you know, people who, who literally just think, okay, it's, it, we'll, we'll just break up. It's like, well, mm. no, that kind but of don't, does. Don't you remember, we, we had John Legend on the podcast uh, a few months ago, and he said, I mean, he's, they're my favourite. They're amazing. Hollywood oh couple. If they ever got divorced, I'd be shattered. Oh, me too. No, no, they're not allowed. But John Legend said, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think I could ever be bothered getting divorced. I mean, <laughs> that seems like a whole hell of hard work. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I really related to that as well. It must be thought, so tiring. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. for celebrities. I mean, yeah. oh, my God, like the legal yeah. battle it the must attention, be. Yeah, you I mean, know, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah no. Oh, my God, yeah. no. Figure it out. Stay married. No. But they do fast divorces now, don't they? I think, like, now they're, like, spinning them yeah. up. So I think in situations. But I I, I, as somebody, you know, well into a, a really what considered now a long-term relationship. It definitely it's like, is, yeah. It's, I don't know, there's, yeah, there are bits that are, you know, not like the first flush of love. It's not exciting in that way. But it becomes enriching in other ways. And it's like, I can't imagine not being with that person. Mm. He's listening, so, you know. He, he, he's <laughs> yeah, saying something nice, Ross. I mean, you know, for one thing, it's a guaranteed one podcast listener. So that's fantastic. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah. That's grounds for divorce that's right there. Fact, he doesn't that, listen. That's right. but, <laughs> well, I have a husband to so say that's the second listener yeah. for that episode. But I, but I think that that's, that's the hardest thing for people at the, at the beginning of relationships to, uh, that seems so sort of like unromantic to people. But it's so enriching, mm. I think, when you get to that stage. Yeah. Trust trust me, everyone. No, no, no yeah. I feel, like I definitely trust you. No, <laughs> in the sense, no, yeah. like my husband is my longest relationship out of the relationships that I've had, and I can definitely see what you've said. Obviously, we haven't been together yeah. eighteen years, but uh, no, definitely, I totally and agree with you. And when you have children, you're stuck with each other anyway, <laughs> even oh my if you're God. divorced or not. Yeah, that's, that's something basic. that I've just realised as well. <laughs> Thank you. I, you're on a massive learning curve, aren't you, Freddie? <laughs> you have no idea. You know, like the free Freddie, like bye, I'm out of yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. These days are gone, and I, growing I wasn't up, prepared. Growing up really sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> Getting old and growing up really does suck. It's like, <laughs> you know, when you present to pack your bag, do you also pack your son? You know, and you're just like, I'm not going, you know. Because yeah. <laughs> we've all done that, pretended. No, yeah. no. This is like, just you know, me. reality. Yeah. Yes. Well, you come here for the real talk, people. Wonderful romantic reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> Freddie Harrell, it's been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. You are everything I hoped you would be and oh. more. And now I'm just going to stalk you on Instagram until <laughs> no. you make it. Everyone else friend. is going to after this. Yeah. What, what, what's your handle on Instagram, Freddie? Freddie Harrell. H A R R E L. Like barrel with an H. Yeah. That's like, that's I was I'm Elvis with an N. That's how I. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because people always ask me how to spell Elvin. Elvin is so cool. Do you know that because. Because I'm French, people like oh, you often say Freddie Harrell, and like they just think it's a French, which I think is a French name actually, but it's not mine. It's French name, but ways of England, so it's Harrell. Yeah. But tell me, because when I go to Paris, and um, you know, like when I used to work, and they used to let me um, get a car from the Eurostar, so there'd be somebody out the front with my name on a board. Yeah. And honestly, every time the driver would look at me with consternation and say, Joe, I was expecting a, a man. man. <laughs> do you of get that course. as well? Yeah. Not in, like in France, I, do, I get that in England. That's why I go by Freddie because people couldn't get it. Because in France, no one calls me Freddie, they call me Fred. Uh, and then, but in England, you're like, oh my God, no. Like Fred? <laughs> I Fred, love like, it. What do you mean Fred? And then, but yeah, no, f- but f- my name is spelled differently in French. It's Q-U-E at the end. Uh, so some people don't get it, but majority know it's, it's a girl's name. Yeah. No. But Joe, there's no I girl Joe. <laughs> like Joe is Joe. Like Joe Josephine. is, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, but know. they wouldn't be shot at <laughs> Honestly, yeah. they would be called Josephine. All, oh, yeah. all, okay. my, all my fashion show tickets would come addressed to Mr. Joel, <laughs> but if, if, they were, if the designer yeah. was giving a present, I'd get the tie, not the bracelet. <laughs> but you know, that's I mean, honestly. cool, isn't it? Yeah. No, but I have the same. So, so, so I get the Mr. Freddie Harold, but you know, Growing up, I found it hard to have a boy's name, but now I love it. Isn't it cool? Yeah, I, I like love it. a girl with a masculine name cool. like yeah. Joe or yeah. Robin, Freddie. Yeah. Like it's, it's character. I hope so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it certainly has this podcast. <laughs> it certainly has. And
and we have loved every second with you today Freddie Harold. Thank, thank you so, so much, much. and do keep emailing us at isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com yay she got it, it right <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us Joe underscore Elvin at Instagram and Twitter and I'm James Conrad W12 on pretty much everything and you're at Freddie Harold. yeah at Freddie Harold. <laughs> Harold <laughs> like Barrel much. with an H one L not two L's just one L I'll just Google it yeah. Yeah. Google it until next time guys thanks so much thank you bye bye 